this week on Best Friend Energy. The framework of my household hinges on my mental health and my physical health, not just because of what I do professionally, but I cannot be to anyone if I don't take care of myself. So it is a number one priority in my house. Hi guys, I'm Clea. I'm Joanna. And this is Best Friend Energy. On the show today, we are talking with celebrity trainer Robin Arzone. Joanna, I know Robin is your absolute favorite Peloton instructor. Are you so freaking excited? So like uncomfortably excited. I I feel that energy from you. Even though we're in separate places, Joanna has a little cold, so we're not able to record together, but I feel her excitement emanating through the screen. Uh, Robin is vice president of fitness programming and head of instruction at Peloton. She's also a New York Times bestselling author, a masterclass instructor, and an ultra marathoner. I can't wrap my head around that. Like a marathoner would be enough, right? An ultra marathoner. crazy. Yes. Many times over. She recently founded Swagger Society, which is a life Lifestyle Membership Club in Web3. And we just cannot wait to talk with her. We have so many questions. Um, Also on the show, we're going to talk about sleepaway camp, one of my least favorite topics as a child because I (laughs) didn't go. Um, And we'll take some DMs. But first, we're going to take a very quick break. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Let's talk about sleepaway camp. First of all, did you ever go when you were a kid? I did. I went to very specialized ones, gymnastics camp and tennis camp. Okay. I went to zero. I was not (laughs) a sleepaway camp kid. I, the thought of going to sleepaway camp absolutely terrified me. I could barely go on like a sleepover, like a slumber party. None of this surprises me. Really? Why? I'm offended. Why does that surprise you? Because I don't think you like to be out of your, like your own controlled environment. That, that's actually yeah. pretty fair. Um, yeah. I was so terrible. Even as a child, I could barely handle sleepovers. Like I would be the kid who got picked up every single time I tried to sleep over. In fact, famously on one sleepover, I called my mother at like 10 p.m., 11 p.m., something like that, and said, I'm sorry, I can't do it. You have to come pick me up. My mom was in labor with my brother. Oh my and gosh. she, her water broke on the <gasps> way to come get me. And she had to ask the parents for a towel. Oh. Yeah. And I was like, well, those are the stakes. Got to get home. Sorry, mom. Like, can't <laughs> can't sleep here. I remember my friend Alexis. Like, I'll never forget it. Yeah. I, so anyway. Oh my God. I my was mouth- unreliable. Okay. So, I mean, that's, but I understand it as a kid. I really, I understand both mindsets. And I think I have, well, Miles is returning to a new camp this summer that's mm-hmm. not as long as last summer. You know, last summer, he had a mixed review as far as being away from home. We're going to give it another go. Meanwhile, Marlo is like, peace out parents. Like, she cannot get there fast enough. Marlo and Miles are very different, just like Sutton and Stella. It's so wild. Like, how are they so different when they're born from the same two parents? I with the know. same conditions. My brother went to sleepaway camp. Um, he went to the same sleepaway camp that my dad went to as a kid. He ended up going for like eight years. But the first year, I'll, I'll never forget it. My mom never forgets it. Like, we laugh about it all the time. He would send letters home that like all over the envelope said, help save me. You know, like it was like, there. he's like, I'm, I'm dying. Like, I 
I need to be rescued. You know, like it was pretty dramatic. Don't know where he got that from. And I was just like, I I think my parents knew that it was a lost cause for me. Like I was not. If you're having to get picked up and your mom's in labor. Yeah. Sorry. You just didn't get that. No, it's not for me. So, but Marlo loves it. Miles. So what is, what is the new camp that he's going to that you think he'll like? The camp that he's going to this year is shorter. So it's not, you don't have to commit for a minimum of four weeks. It's one week at a time. Okay. I think that's doable. So he's doable. going to multiple Which, sessions. I say that's doable, but I literally couldn't even do that. <laughs> like that is not, I couldn't commit to one night. Well, he's excited about this. So we'll, we'll give this one a real college try. And I, he's excited. He was excited last summer too. And maybe he'll go back to the next, the last one next summer. I think it was just too much for the first time for him. Again, Marlo could have probably stayed the whole rest of the year. Do you think there are qualities that make you a sleepaway camp contender? Yeah, I think someone that thrives on independence. I think you are set up, which you do in a lot of ways. So that piece may not apply to you. But the controlled environments, I think how how set you are in your own ways is a big piece of that. And making sure if you're more susceptible to anxiety, I it's harder, I think, for those types of kids. Like me. Yeah. And maybe my son. I feel like if I ever went to sleepaway camp, I would need to look at like TripAdvisor. I would need to know like the cabin setup. What's the bathroom That's situation? I mean. Yeah. I think you need too many controlled, you know, sometimes things go wrong at camp. You're with a, a, around a lot of people. It's kind of amazing. I was able to go too because I am such an introvert. I don't think I was such so introverted at that time because there is no time by yourself. None. Zero. Maybe I would have liked it. Well, if we could get past a lot of the other stuff. (laughs) If we could get past the accommodations and like the food and like the bed. The weather. And the weather and the air conditioning situation often. There probably isn't air conditioning, would you say? Most camps I don't think are. Do you have to shower with shoes on? Yes. A hundred percent. Do you need like a caddy? Yes. I don't think it's for me. Not that I'm going at 41, but I just... I don't think I would have been good even at the time. I was I was a bit of a weird child. Well, Marlo even said, I asked her the other day, like, what does she love about being a kid? And that she is mostly to go to camp. She said, you don't really go as an adult. That's how much she loves camp. That's what she loves about being a kid. Oh, you can't go to camp as an adult. So it's a kid thing. It is. I mean, they have adult camps, but it's not the same. Your dad actually goes to camp. That is true. He, he goes, goes to, to band banjo camp. camp, band camp with yeah. the banjo. He takes it really seriously. It's He goes every single year. With like rain or shine, without fail. Um, again, my dad loved his camp too, enough to send my brother. <laughs> and uh, I feel like if it were an option for him to go, he probably would. In fact, I don't even want him to know that a band camp is an option with, <laughs> with Stu Teplin because I feel like he would show up. He and Stu. Rick should go to band camp. He should. My mom would actually, he, my mom would sign him up tomorrow, put him on the yellow bus. I feel like she would pack his lunch pack up his guitar, give him a knapsack. I mean, you sign up for classes. It's serious business though. I know. I remember the day your dad had to like sign up for which like instructors he was going to take. And he had to like take the day off. (laughs) He had to like read them all, like research everyone. For sure. There's a lot, you know, you got to make those decisions carefully. Apparently. Okay. I am very curious what you guys think. Are you into sleepaway camp? Do you think it's weird with like shared cabins and showers with shoes? Do you have good experiences with it? Do your kids like it? We just we just want to know all of it. So DM us at Best Friend Energy on Instagram or TikTok, or you can get in touch with us at bestfriendenergypod.com. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back with Robin Arzone. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If Only in Theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? 
All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Okay. Ah, Robin, we are ah! so excited to have you on Best Friend Energy today. I'm dying. <laughs> I love being here. This is so great. <laughs> all right. Well, I, I'm about to throw it to Joanna because she's bursting inside <laughs> yeah. to say all yeah. these things. Uh, obviously, you have so, so, so many qualities that make you an incredible, inspiring instructor. And Joanna is inspired by you every day. So I'm going to kick it off to Joanna to to fill you with all the love that she has yeah. for you. Okay. I won't get weird, <laughs> but I just need to tell you, you are so fabulous. Like you are the reason I got on the Peloton bike and Aww. stay on it. Honestly, I look forward to your classes so deeply. Even when I don't feel like exercising, I'm like, she's going to make me in a good mood. You're incredible. Oh my gosh. Thank you. What a welcome. No, <laughs> let me really have y'all with me everywhere. <laughs> Uh, first of all, we have to ask, number one, how are you doing? You're about to have a second baby. Yes, oh I'm God. doing great. I feel really strong and I'm very grateful to feel good. And how on earth do you still, this is like the lessons I need to learn because I, I have a nine-year-old and a 12-year-old and you are like about to have a second baby and have a toddler. How on earth do you incorporate fitness at this stage in your life? You prioritize it. It's um, in my schedule. My meetings with myself, my workouts are just as important as anything else on my calendar. In fact, they might be the most important things on my calendar. A while ago, well, I used to practice law. And when I was a practicing attorney, I got caught up in the I don't have time to work out lie. It's yeah. an excuse that we tell ourselves. Um, I, I agree with that because I, I know that I lie to myself all the time. So I think that that's right. Yeah, I think it's more helpful to replace I don't have time with it doesn't matter. And then if it doesn't, really doesn't matter, you're going to feel a sense of relief rather than yes. guilt. That's if so you feel right. that like ickiness, you're like, oh, I should have, something needs to adapt. Mm. And listen, we have to bend so we don't break. So we're going to go through seasons of life where the 60 minute workout is totally unrealistic. Like right. if I have an infant, you know, um, but what's 10 minutes of movement. And that is actually how I approached my postpartum journey with my daughter. Um, I was like consistency over intensity, like something, something, mm -hmm. even if it is five minutes of breath work, you were doing something for yourself today. And then I built on that. And then when I was in more of a schedule, you know, after <laughs> for a lot, there are a lot of variables, obviously yeah. parenthood, but, um, you know, to the extent that I had control over my more control over my schedule, then it was talking to my husband, um, recruiting help when we need, when we yeah. need it, I delegate, I use the word no to protect my yes. And the framework of my household hinges on my mental health and my physical health, not just mm -hmm. because of what I do professionally, but I cannot, I cannot be to anyone if I don't take care of myself. So it is a number one priority in my house. I have a 
question. Do you count, uh, and I've thought about this on the bike, do you consider your training on the Peloton, is that your workout for the day or is that separate? No, it's not my workout. I, How I, the I, world I, are the also, rest of Just us to be clear, because you haven't done this, she's working out so hard with you on the bike. Oh, I know. <laughs> it counts as part of like my movement practice and my okay. energy levels and how I'm fueling. Like, of course, I take that into account. Yeah. But that is, I'm there for the member. Yeah. It's not my workout. Yes. Mm. yes. Whereas when I go into my workout, I am laser focused. I am talking to no one. I am yeah. not there to kiki with you. I mm-hmm. don't care what music is playing. Like I am a machine yeah, I and I that. get my energy and my strength and my capacity to be able to sprint and hold a TED talk essentially mm-hmm. um, because of the workouts that I do in addition to the volume and intensity that I'm doing in front of the camera. So I train to be able to do what I do at Peloton, if that makes sense. Yeah. What What is, when you're on your own workout time, what is, tell us your secret. Like, what do you do? <laughs> like, what, like, what does your workout look like? So I train six days a week. I have one rest day, one complete rest day. I mean, maybe walking to the park with my daughter, but nothing intense. The other six days are on average four to five of that are strength-based right now because it kind of, depends on like if I'm training for a marathon or something, these variables might change. But right now it's four to five days of strength work. And then depending on what I'm teaching that day, the cardio element will shift. So if I know I'm going to teach on the tread, then I might do the bike beforehand Mm -hmm. or, you know, just get steps in. Um, I walk on average 60 to 90 minutes a day and I'll take calls. I'll just, I'll try to like multitask when I'm, when I'm getting getting that in. Um, and then when I'm back to running postpartum, some of that time on my feet will be, you know, dedicated runs and speed work. But I would say it's four times a week, at least heavy barbell, like deadlift, push press, like pretty heavy strength training. And then, um, getting my steps, be it walking or running and, um, for sure, like intervals on the rower and the bike. Wow. That sounds hard. Yeah. What do you do if you don't feel like working out? on a day? Like, how do you push through that feeling? So I'm pretty good at assessing, is this just an, I don't feel like it? Or is this like, I need sleep. I need fuel. I haven't had, you know, like there are like basic needs that if we haven't met them, there's no like, just push through, you know, I I don't believe in just redlining, you know? Uh Um, but I also don't placate the lowest vibration of my energy. Like I just don't indulge it. Yeah. It doesn't really matter doesn't yeah. matter usually if I don't feel like it, unless I feel like it's like, okay, mental health, physical health, like we need a pause. Mm-hmm. But that happens pretty rarely because I'm pretty dedicated to how I fuel, how I sleep. My entire life is optimized mm-hmm. for my energy levels and my health because it it's my career. Right. So um, it's kind of my job. It's true. Are you a careful, like, what you eat and like what you put into your body or are you less focused on that piece of super careful? Yeah. Um, so I'm a plant-based athlete. I've been plant-based for almost 10 years. I'm plant-based adjacent. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. There's so many ways. To- <laughs> Robin, she's a little, again, she's a little iffy. She loves milk, chocolate, <laughs> butter, and some cheese on pizza. So I wouldn't Listen, exactly I say. Am, like completely judgment free. I, I, I know I you are. I want to fuel intentionally. Truly. Like if that means that your diet looks the opposite of mine, I mean, I would say like maybe throw in a vegetable now and then, but oh, like, I eat a lot I'm of not, vegetables. I really, yeah. I just want people to notice how they feel after they eat. 
the vast majority of folks are completely unaware, like the mm-hmm. le- le- feeling lethargic, bloated, GI issues. Like that's just a, like casual Wednesday. Like that's something to pay attention to. You know what yeah. I mean? So, um, yeah, I really, I say I fuel for greatness and listen, I baked cookies with my daughter yesterday, you know? So it's like, yeah. it's not that I'm like, oh my gosh, that has a carb or, or sugar. I'm yeah. so not like that, but I know that my energy levels and the way I'm going to optimize every next level of my life is going to be how I'm moving, how I'm fueling, how I'm treating my mental health. And that really, really matters to me. And so I obviously talk about this and I've written about it and I'm a you know professional in this regard, but I don't practice what I preach. I preach what I already practice. Uh-huh. So I think that is huge. Which is why you're so authentic and so good at what you do is because you can feel it in your classes. You know, one thing that I always, I've always said to Clea, I'm like, just do 10 minutes. Just get on the bike. Like whatever, you just do you. And if you don't feel like it, just move your feet. Doesn't matter how fast you're going or any of it. Totally. Just get on and you you will be inspired, you know? And I, I love that 10 minute rule. So yeah. that's something that I've used it twofold. I've used that 10 minute rule twofold. So first I used it when I, when I was still a corporate litigator, that's how I kind of like plotted and planned my second career, mm-hmm. my career now into wellness. I just said for 10 minutes a day, I'm going to take control back of what I thought I had an uncontrollable schedule, you know, 80 hours a week, junior associate, the whole like big law thing. And so I said, I had a recurring calendar appointment for 10 minutes a day. And in those 10 minutes, I would like do Google searches or send an email to somebody just to see if they could like, whatever. I literally had no idea, but I was just, it was like a two-year search. So two years, 10 minutes a day, that's how I plotted and planned my first book proposal, Peloton, like all that stuff. So that's the first 10 minute a day rule that I had. And then I applied that same philosophy when I was pregnant with Athena during the first trimester and just feeling like, oh gosh, are we doing this? Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. it's hard. Um, and I, and I said, okay, just go for 10 minutes. Like even if it's a walk, it doesn't need to be intense. And then usually that movement catalyzes into something else. Cause once your body is moving and the blood's flowing and endorphins, you're like, oh, okay. I can yeah. layer onto this. I can build, I can scaffold into something else. And so really 10 minutes, 10 minutes are golden. Like don't tell yourself it's not enough time. It's magical. I agree. That's what I, that's what I tell her all the time. 10 minutes. I've just- been trying my, the problem is walking is, seems to be the only activity that I can really get into. First of all, I just want to say I tried the Peloton. I own a Peloton. Getting out of the Peloton, clicking my <laughs> shoes out, almost broke my ankle. And I was like, I don't know if I can do this. Like, don't this you think feels- she should just leave her shoes in the Peloton and then take her feet out? You I can guess. do that. I um, guess. I, my, I'm pretty sure that's what my mom does. <laughs> okay. Uh, and it takes practice. It's like a- It's a click and release. Yeah. It's pretty satisfying. Yeah. Honestly, once you get into it, it's, you would like it. It's very ASMR in a weird way. I, I got, <laughs> first of all, I got on the bike I didn't know what I was doing. I just like picked a class. I really had no idea. I've never done spinning before ever. And Joanna raves about it. And I was like, I'm going to try. I don't think I was doing it right because I wasn't burning the right calories. And I don't think I was turning the thing, the knob in the right way. I was like, I screwed the whole thing up for myself. And then I was like, okay, I'm done. And I couldn't get off. I was just stuck on the bike. So I, <laughs> but I have a Pel- I have a Peloton treadmill that I love. And again, I'm a walker and I'm like, I don't know. That's maybe, great. Maybe I'm not a walking s- is incredible biker, but maybe I need to try it again. Everyone can't be wrong. Everyone looks great and seems to be happy. <laughs> so maybe well, it's at, like anything new, you know, I, I say we re- replace judgment with curiosity. Okay. We do have an entire <laughs> library of beginner classes okay. that take it super slow that walk through, like getting in, getting out. 
All right. Yeah, I mean, that's what I need. I, I promise you those classes exist for you. Okay. When, I need a beginner class. Return. <laughs> I need a beginner class. I think that I, in my mind, I was like probably way too ambitious for what I thought I could do versus. You took like a 40 minute, 45 minute hit ride is probably what <laughs> probably. you signed up for. Probably. Yeah. And I was like, this seems hard, but I'm all right. I'm going to try a beginner, pla- a beginner class because you've inspired me. Are there any other like I'm glad motivating- that she finally inspired you. I had to get Robin on this. this yes. I mean. I've been trying for eight years since. Sorry, Joanna, you're no Robin. Okay, I, I needed I needed Robin to tell me. Here's one way I think we could get her, Robin. So Robin has two Taylor Swift. Like Clea's in a crazy, crazy. I am. I'm in an era. Right, and I told her Robin has two really good Taylor Swift classes, but. I'm like, maybe if she does an era tour version of a class, maybe dedicated to you, I maybe that will get her on the bike. I could do it. I could do Noted. that. Yeah, Noted. Yeah, I, I could do that. So if I if I try the Taylor workout, is that going to be too hard for me? That one is very hard. Okay. You're fueled by the Taylor soundtrack, yes. but it's not a beginner level ride. No, it, there's okay. a, the 10 minute all too well yeah, in there. Yeah, there's a 10 minute. Oh, damn. We're climbing to 10 minutes of all too well. Okay. All right. Okay. Whatever you say, Robin. (laughs) Yeah. Whatever you say. I don't think that one's for you. Yeah. That's why we need a beginner era Taylor Swift. (laughs) Okay. That's right. And Clea, here's breaking news for you. They're Broadway ones. Oh, like Broadway shows? Yes. Yes. Is there a full Hamilton one that I have missed? Yes. I taught it. Oh my God. How did I miss this? It did not pop up. Oh my god! You need to figure the, po- the programming out. A uh, few years old, but yeah, I, oh. I, uh, <laughs> I, I will do that one. Even if it's a full hit workout, I will be Alexander Hamilton, like on a bike. Oh, I'm doing this ride tomorrow. Okay, <laughs> I, I might too. We're gonna take a quick break and be right back. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and. 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Do you ever wonder how celebrities order food? Like, is Sarah Paulson a Diet Coke or a regular Coke girly? <laughs> Some peasant Coke? No. Or how does Sofia Vergara order a pizza? No, no, no tomatoes. I cannot eat tomatoes. tomatoes? Yes. Are you killed mushrooms? Not really. <laughs> if these are the details you need, and I know you do, I have the podcast for you. I'm Jesse Tyler Ferguson, and on my podcast, Dinners on Me, I take some notable friends of mine out to dinners in Los Angeles and New York City. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. That thing was delicious. Well, I want to know, you You talked a little bit about your 10 minutes a day when you were a lawyer, of kind of how you were plotting your next move. You were one of Peloton's first instructors before people even really knew what Peloton was. How did that come to be? And like, when did the wave happen? Because now, of course, everyone knows who you are and Peloton is a household name. <laughs> Um, okay, so I left law uh, in 2012, and then that year I was just I was writing my book. I was doing I was just dabbling in a whole bunch of stuff, planting a bunch of seeds, and then I ended up reading about Peloton um, just in a very small article and reached out to the company Colds. And yeah, I was one of the first few instructors hired, and you know at the same time kind of building my 
other businesses and doing brand partnerships and getting my team together. I don't know about, I don't know about the wave. I mean, I think I'm, as far as I'm concerned, it's still the first day of school. I feel like I got on a rocket ship, but I'm still building the rocket ship. And I think it's important to always have that level of grit. I mean, and you definitely have it. It's insane how you came into this business just at the right time in your moment in your life. And I mean, my God, it just completely took off in every possible way. You created the moment for yourself, really. Like you put all the pieces into place so that when the moment happened, you were ready for it. And I think that's where people are sometimes, you know, they're like, this doesn't happen to me. This doesn't happen to me. But people aren't ready to accept a moment when it comes to them. Yeah. I mean, you have to be ready for the success that you're trying to call in. I actually think that sometimes achievements can feel just as uncomfortable as the work that it took to get there sometimes. Mm -hmm. And you got to be ready for the phone call. Like, are you really ready for the phone call? Because, you know, you got to work on making sure all of the things are in line because you might get that phone call today. Mm -hmm. So that's exciting to me, like that introspective view of of hustle. Oh, yeah, for sure. Well, let's talk about some of your other recent projects because you have a lot on your plate, which again, it's like you could just leave well enough alone, you know, like... (laughs) intended. So, okay. Tell us what Swagger Society is. Oh, I'm so excited about Swagger Society. So I built a kingdom. I got really curious and excited about the potential for Web3 with in the creator economy and with community. And I know... I know there are folks who are listening who are like, Web3, what? Like, I don't know what that is. And trust me, that's where I was not too long ago. My husband has been involved in Web3 for a while. And so he's kind of helped educate me and then we're building a team. So anyway, Swag Society is a lifestyle membership club. And the Web3 component is really the membership pass. So it's like if you had a membership pass to get into any kind of club, that ours is a digital asset. And the idea behind it is that Swagger Society becomes the member's an accountability partner. And we're going to be hosting monthly challenges. It's going to be talks with me, breakout sessions. It's really an opportunity for me to go deeper with my audience. And it's all built on this idea that more is possible for ourselves. Um, the, The ground floor for entry is a growth mindset. It's folks who are willing to kind of pull up their sleeves and say, I want to learn. And it's a peek behind the curtain of how I've been doing it, not only in the toolkit that I've been creating, like vision boards and journals and and stuff that I've I've talked a little bit about in my masterclass and in my books. And of course, in the journal that I have coming out this fall, but the substance of it is really going to be built into the kingdom of Swagger Society. So um, we've got that as the framework, but then also incredible art, early access to not only in real life and virtual meetups with me, but potential to have, uh, we have some really cool brand partners that are going to be joining uh, Swagger Society. So, I mean, that's all I can tease right now. That's fine. We'll take that. The art is incredible. The digital art. How did you get the idea for starting this? So, I mean, I've been building community, you know, on social media platforms for almost two decades, or I guess at least 15 years. And it felt to me, you know, some of these conversations are so fragmented. It's like, I might see a comment, maybe I'll see a DM, but it's not the robust conversations that I would love and long to have. And so the idea was that if we could curate, if I could go deeper with a smaller community of people over, you know, a year, let's say, what could we accomplish? And so this is that, This I planted that seed and this is seeing what comes of this community driven by values um, with a whole lot of swagger. And so it's really something that I've been longing to do for a while and, and it feels like the right time. 
I mean, that sounds very, very cool. I feel like we're going to have to check that out. Joanna is going to have to lead the way and then tell me how to follow. So I, I will can be, let you know. Absolutely. I can be everyone's exercise pal on that. So let's talk about your upcoming book. It's a motivational journal called Welcome Hustler, an Empowerment Journal. Love that title. I yeah. feel like everything about that screams you. So I, yes. I love that. Uh, what was the inspiration for that book? And and tell us what it's about. My own journaling practice was the inspiration for it. So it is infused with my journal prompts and lots of blank, enough blank space for obviously somebody to like right. put in their own life into it. Um, so I like that it's, you know, sometimes the blank page can be really intimidating. Mm -hmm. So there's enough of a framework built into Welcome Hustler that literally came from the pages of my journals. They're questions I've asked myself. They're inspirational quotes that I have said and come up with. It's meant for somebody to jump around, rip it apart. Like, I don't want you to be precious with it. I want you to throw it in your bag and pick it up when it calls to you. And that dynamic relationship, I think, with the written word makes it a little less intimidating. Mm -hmm. That's and so smart it, I, because it is intimidating. A blank book that just has lines is intimidating. It mm -hmm. can be, yeah. And I've definitely had that experience. So I wanted to, so thematically, it's about self-care. It's about optimizing the next level of our lives. It's about introspection. It's how are we physically feeling, how are we emotionally, emotionally feeling, how are we spiritually feeling, and different little prompts to kind of unpack that. I've also included, you know, prompts for letters to different versions of ourselves, like past versions of ourselves and future versions of ourselves and ways to really get creative and fuel our dreams. Like I really want this to unlock creativity and, and spark light some fires in people's lives. So Welcome Hustler is a journal for um, literally anyone who wants to achieve another level. I love that. I've, I personally have had a lot of hard time journaling in my life. You know, like prompts I think would really help me. And I, I mean, we've written books, but I have a hard time journaling. Yeah, I have so many unfinished dear diary things from when I, you know, so many. Yeah. It's like, dear diary, today I had da, da da And then when I released myself from this idea that needed to be this long form expository essay, right. uh, my journaling practice now is actually two minutes or less. It's literally two minutes before I go to bed. And sometimes I'll pick up on like a prior prompt if it needs to be fleshed out. But oftentimes it's like, a little gratitude moment or it's a brain dump or it's just something. And then I find that even if I only give myself two minutes, it's it's cathartic in its own way. Is it like your own little mini therapy? Mm -hmm. For me, well, Again, is. I think it goes back to, and we have something called the home edit. We have something called the low bar lifestyle. And I think you have some of that. I mean, you are not low bar. No, but she's like, not. <laughs> she's the high bar. But the reason that she transcends to so many different kinds of people is because she gives everybody like a past just be. And, you know, just starting is enough. And whatever you did that day is enough as long as you're honest with yourself. And I feel, you know, I think it sounds like the journaling thing is sort of it picks up on that, which is like, here's the prompt. Just do what you can with it. That's enough. Of course. Yeah. I, I, I mean, it's the stories that we tell ourselves are tough enough. Like, you know, I feel like we're so tough to ourselves between our own ears. We don't need like <laughs> more no. scolding. No. You know, I just want to provide frameworks and education and, and multiple entry points for all the things that I love. Anything that I'm creating, any brand that I'm partnering with, like that has to be the meta message because I just, I, I don't believe there's any other way. 
Well, I'm just curious. You obviously have incredible executive function. Like you are a doer. You are a masterclass in business, in book writing, clearly in exercise, which I don't know anything about. All of these different facets of your life. Do you have any like hobby? Do you have anything that you just do <laughs> to like have fun? I, Joanne and I, I asked this because Joanne and I are so bad at having hobbies. Like we just don't. I'm I'm not great at it either. I love no. this question. Okay. So my friend, Eve Radsky wrote this book, Unicorn Sticks. Yes. She's part of Hello Sunshine with us. So oh, right, yes. Right, of course, of course. Of, yeah. Um, okay. So Unicorn Space. Yeah. When I read Unicorn Space, I was like, uh, I need a coloring book stat. Like, <laughs> yeah. I need, oh no, where is my Unicorn Space? And so Eve and her work have encouraged me to take pottery classes. Oh, I love So I'm that. actually planning on doing that before baby number two comes, just That's taking a amazing. few pottery sessions to get my hands dirty. So hobbies. I mean, my, my day-to-day work is genuinely my hobby. Like yeah. my own workouts are are my hobby. Mm-hmm. Like playing, know. you know, with my kid, like I, that's my hobby. But I think Eve would say, you know, and for sure, like your listeners should dig into her research, but it's more than, it's like the creative cocoon. Yeah. So I, w- yeah, I would like to get back to some of that. I so feel you. And I have goals for myself every year that I am going to attempt a hobby. And it's such a simple thing. And it's so not necessarily easy to tap into when you're running a million businesses and doing a million things. You're like, oh, my work is my hobby. And it's like, oh, we should probably have some else. Well, and I I think for you, Clea, too, it's like you're, you like to be an expert. And once you take on something, so it's like, it can't just be a hobby. Like if you learn a new language, you need to, you better be like, fully fluent in that language. (laughs) I know. Yeah, I get it. Permission to dabble is tough for someone who is like achievement oriented. And I completely relate to that. I think the, you know, I've been cooking with, I've started to cook with my daughter in the kitchen Mm -hmm. and that has become like a new version of Mm -hmm. my cooking hobby because I love, I call myself like a remix chef. Like I don't know recipes probably going to work on a cookbook. And I'm like, how does someone who doesn't use recipes make a cookbook? I don't know how this works. Um, but I let, but now it's a, a new f- version of it where right. it's like, okay, now I have a toddler. So I just have to like let the rules go out the window. And this is all about her just touching stuff and exploring things in the kitchen. So I think there's, we got to give ourselves some freedom to, to dabble. To dabble. to dabble. Exactly. I love that. I, I think we both, Clea and I both have somewhat of a hard time with that. We're like, oh, you mean we, we might be good at something else? Okay. How do we turn this into a business? Like, <laughs> right. Okay, how do we bring this to the masses? Okay. I know. You know, like, I think we both I'm a both bad dabbler. Little- but maybe, maybe that's a skill in and of itself, you know, to like lean in to just being able to dabble, like not have to be great at something. So yeah. I think I, I'll, I'll take that advice. Listen, I'm, I am also working on it. <laughs> I will, we'll all report back how it goes. Yeah. Uh, so, okay. So Robin, we end every conversation with a segment we call five minutes for hugs, which is just, you know, we, you always need five minutes to hug it out and just talk about some random stuff. Okay. Um, all right. What is your favorite workout song or soundtrack? Oh, um, Taylor is on heavy rotation now. Taylor is my daughter's favorite Same. artist right now. Same. Um, so yeah, Taylor's on heavy rotation and I love Ice Spice and Taylor just announced that she's releasing a song with Ice Spice. So Ooh. I feel like maybe that version of the song will be my new jam. Okay. <laughs> All right. Joanna, you want to ask the next okay. one? Okay. Favorite place to run? Oh, uh, if I'm not on the tread, I honestly use the tread like every day. It's the West Side Highway in New York or the Williamsburg Bridge. Fabulous. Okay. Those are places Amazing. I can, but I, again, I would walk them, but I appreciate you running them. Um, what is something you do not leave the house without? Food. Oh, interesting. I always have, I'm always hungry. I eat a lot. And 
I am always prepared with snacks. I Do love you eat that. nuts? Like what kind of snacks? It depends. Like I usually have a smoothie with me. Yeah, I might have nuts or a, like an evolved protein bar or something. The planning for me, like my most thoughtful days are when I leave the house with a smoothie, a protein oatmeal, coconut yogurt with toppings, a bagel sandwich. Like have, we have these, we get these protein bagels. Um, I think it's called from Western Bagel Company. They have pre-protein in oh, it. So yeah. it's 20 grams of protein. I remember those. Oh, I got it. I used to get them in LA all the time. I forgot about yeah, that. Yeah. So I'll just pack myself a sandwich. And then, you know, on days like today where I know I'm just going to be literally running around for 10 hours, at least I'm fueling. And I, I really, I really do eat like every few hours and nobody wants a hangry Robin. Like literally, no, no, no. <laughs> no one same, wants a hangry Clea and Joanna either. We're not We're pleasant. Okay. Morning or night person. Morning. Oh my God. I'm in bed by nine. I know it. And Joanna knew it. When we were coming up with these questions, she's like, she goes to sleep early. Like she was yeah. like, you know, my Robin, she goes to sleep yeah, early. Yeah. A hundred percent. All right. Who, uh, name someone who's inspired you. Ooh, so many people. Oh my gosh. I mean, Reese for sure. Reese Witherspoon, yes. somebody who inspires me. I just I know her. Yeah, I know. I yeah, know. I do. I feel like she's in this ecosystem. Yeah, yeah we love her. She's great. Yeah, and the, honestly, the Hello Sunshine team really inspires me. I just think it's so incredibly badass to build something from a female-centric lens. Um, my mom inspires me a lot. She was the first person to show me what it means to have unapologetic ambition. And I am very grateful. Ooh, for I love that phrase, unapologetic ambition. Oh, we have to add that to our library of phrases that we take from people. Yes, we collect kind of a library of, of phrases from our guests that come on. And I love unapologetic ambition. I think that that's yeah, take it. amazing. Done. <laughs> Done. Yeah. Trademark it though, Robin, before yeah, we put do. It, put it on a shirt. I think it's good. All right, Robin, our zone, we are so honored and thrilled totally. to have you, ha have you come up on this podcast. <laughs> Joanna will never get over it. Congratulations on everything you've accomplished and everything that you have coming up. And you're about to have another child. Congratulations so. all around. <laughs> Congratulations and all around. Gosh, you're, you. you're a wonder and amazement. And I thank you. I appreciated chatting with you all. This is such a highlight. Thank you for having me. Oh, Thanks, thank you, Robin. Bye. Okay. We're going to take some DMs. So the first one is from Sarah. Would you start a BFE book club? Oh, a thousand percent. I mean, I would love to. I've actually been thinking about this for a while, except that we kind of already subscribed to Reese's book club. So we just, she kind of already has the perfect book club. So we kind of just like fall right into that. But I am such an avid reader. Love, except that my BFE book club would be like thriller based, not even true crime, just crime. <laughs> like, Yours is crime and mine is business books. So I'm not sure people would love our book club. I would have a subcategory. I would have a sub genre uh, book club. If you know what there I mean? Like know. I- I would cater only to people who don't want to sleep at night. Very specific group of people, right? Very specific. But I mean, if you think about, which I'm saying if you think about it, you don't think about it at all because you don't like these type of books. But some of these authors, they're so prolific. And you could have an entire book club literally based off of Ruth Ware, Megan Miranda, Lisa Jewell, uh, Frieda McFadden. I mean, they're amazing. So... Anyway, Joanna, she's glazed over. She does I, not want to I will be. take your word for this. Well, no, you wouldn't like them. I, I said you would like them, but you don't. You just want to read. what what? So your book club would be business books. Yeah, I'm not, you know what? I don't think it would be that interesting for most people. I would agree. But I am, you know, it's fine. Joanna and I write in. Let us let us know which book club you would like. I, I think I'm going to get a small percentage, if any. No, so it's, I, 
It's okay. It's not a competition. So Amanda said, what are the next countries you'd love to visit? I'm really into the idea of Ireland right now. Ooh. I would love to go to Ireland. I just Should we say. add that to our list? That sounds lovely. Well, so we did our Ancestry DNA kit a while ago. And do you remember what your split was? Well, I remember yours because yours is ridiculous. Mine is 50% and 50%. Like basically everyone in my family tree, like I think like dated each other and no one left. Like everyone just stuck to their portions of the world. When you got yours back, we were laughing. Well, because we were like- Most people have like- 2% Welch or something that is that makes it, I think, dynamic and interesting. And I am 50% from one region in Ireland. Like, again, just like southern tip of Ireland, no one left. There was like a potato famine. Everyone was just like hunkering down. Like no one left. And then I am uh, European Jewish, which is a weird category to come up as DNA, but that's what it is. Very specific. And Joanna, you don't remember? I think mine was Ukrainian and Russian. But it wasn't like 50-50 like mine. You had variants. Yes. Also, I don't know if this was a question. It just turns out they were just asking Oh, we were just talking about Ireland. That's what. So what countries would you like to visit next? Sorry, no one, it turns out no one asked about my DNA at all. Isn't that interesting? That I can just take that small suggestion that she's into the idea of Ireland and I just went into my family DNA. Ireland was just a part of the question too. No, it was just like a word in the sentence. And I took that to be like, did you want to hear about my ancestry DNA kit? So- Anyway, this is me. But what what countries would you like to visit next? Um, gosh, Greece. But you know, um, the boats. You know how I feel about boats. Oh, because you have to take boats in like inner island travel. Yes, I think I'd miss out on most of the things because they involve a lot of boat transportation. You're, you like Greece. <laughs> <laughs> I would actually say one of my bucket list countries to go next is Ireland. Yeah, I would happily go there. Yeah, I, same. Oh, you would love it. It's like foggy French and sweaterland. Rice. Are there any other places you can think of that you would like really, really want to go? Oh, I would love I mean, to go to Australia, but I'm really terrified of the flight. It feels me too. very far. I, that's definitely on my list in New Zealand, both of those places. Joanna randomly loves like terrifying, deathly animals. I love. I wanted to go for my honeymoon to on a safari in Africa, South Africa, but I... I can't deal with the, the mosquitoes. And I know everyone says there's certain times of the year, there's these repellents, there's nets, there's, I've done the research. I don't think anybody understands how badly I get bitten and how upset I am to be covered in bites. Anyway, Amanda, <laughs> <laughs> we'd like to go to a few places. Um, Joanna's gonna get a mosquito repellent and we'll touch base on where we end up. Okay, that is it for this episode. We are back on Tuesday, but until then, we'll be back Thursday with a special Unpacked. We also love hearing from you, your questions, your thoughts. Tell us what you'd like us to talk about on the pod. Um, contact us on social at Best Friend Energy on Instagram and TikTok or at bestfriendenergypod.com. Bye, guys. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us on Best Friend Energy. We're back every Tuesday with a new episode. Follow the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Best Friend Energy. Best Friend Energy is a Hello Sunshine and Sony Music Entertainment production. Engineering and mixing by Nashville Audio Productions. Our senior producer is Rebecca Kaufman. Our associate producer is Cami York. Our executive producer is Sarita Wesley. Our executive producers at The Home Edit and Hello Sunshine are Lauren Lagarde, Hilary Franchi, and, and us. See you next time. Being a mother has its challenges. 
you have to constantly grow and adapt as your baby does. And while our kids aren't diaper age anymore, we remember a few tricky years with diaper obstacles like blowouts. Oh, yes, I remember. Not to mention getting diapers on active babies. And you and I both know once your baby starts moving, the adventure really begins. That's why you need Pampers Cruisers 360. A lot of people think Pampers Cruisers 360 are just for potty training. But from my experience, it's actually the best diaper to use as soon as your baby's on the go. It doesn't have ordinary diaper tabs. Instead, it has a unique 360-degree stretchy waistband, which is a great hack to keep your baby from taking their diaper off, which, if you've ever experienced, can lead to chaos. And as you know from the home edit days, if we care about anything, it's organizing messes and controlling the chaos. And it really stretches with your baby for a comfortable fit so your baby can move freely. It also makes it so easy to change a wiggly baby who's on the move. Pampers Cruisers 360 with the new blowout barrier are available in sizes three to seven and come in adorable new prints. The best part is that they are hypoallergenic and free of elemental chlorine bleaching, parabens, and latex. As mothers, we know how important it is to count on a great diaper. So for trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. Redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Only redeemable via Pampers Club. Redeem Pampers cash, no cash value.